Hi, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. My name is Jessica Lemon, and you are listening to Sour, Sweet, and Spooky, a paranormal true crime podcast, and this is the start of season two. Not that the show really has seasons, because it doesn't, but I had such a long hiatus that I figured that I should just go ahead and start anew with this season two. Ugh. Um... (laughs) Sorry, that was kind of lame. But um, I'm just, I'm so excited to get back into things. And if you listened to my last update, that was literally just a nice quick little update. You'll know that my mental health is in such a great spot right now. Like I'm human, you know, so I still have moments, but I'm doing really well. Like my job situation is great and my life and living situation, ugh. It's pretty great, literally, for the first time since I moved to LA, so I'm feeling really, really good after a solid three years of just, like, not being in a good place physically or mentally, so yeah. I'm really excited to be able to bring you stories that I love deep diving into and you love hearing about, so yeah, enough of this little chit-chat. I hope you are ready for a brand new story. It's November 16th, 1966, and you're in your kitchen in the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, just along the banks of the Ohio River. You're having some toast and maybe a cup of coffee. You pick up your local newspaper, the Point Pleasant Register. The headline catches your attention. Couple sees a man-sized bird. Creature. Something. Within a couple of days, the whole country is talking about Mothman. The first sighting actually happened a few nights before in a town close to Point Pleasant. A couple of gravediggers were going about their daily duties at a cemetery in Clinedon when a huge creature soared above them. They described it as a brown, bat-like human being thing? A bat-like human being that was flying, gliding from tree to tree at a rapid pace. A few days later, on November 15th, 1966, Two young couples on their way home from a double date, Steve and Mary Millette and Roger and Linda Scarberry, were driving down the road when something was caught in the headlights of their car. But it wasn't just caught in the headlights. They described an attack. This creature was scratching at the roof of their car. They described to police that what they saw was a huge, grayish, brown creature the size of a man with glowing red eyes that were about six inches apart. And this thing had huge wide wings with a span of 10 feet. They told the police that the thing flew above them and then followed their car at an incredible speed as they tried to get away. They thought that maybe it was just trying to avoid the headlights by staying behind them but still followed them for a while. They commented on its clumsy walk on solid ground when it finally broke away from them and landed in a nearby field. The creature disappeared into the tall brush. Scarberry mentioned that had he been alone, He just wouldn't have said anything to the paper because he knew how absurd it sounded. But since there were three other witnesses, they all felt comfortable coming forward with their story. When asked where it was they were driving, they said that they weren't too far from a town known as the TNT area, a site that was a former World War II munitions plant. 
Now, when I hear anything that has to do with the military, I automatically think some kind of testing or experimentation was going on, especially after hearing some of the things some countries were experimenting on during the war. Like maybe, possibly something could have gotten out, something could have escaped, but uh, who knows? But over the next few days, more and more sightings of this creature were reported. Two volunteer firemen saw it and said it looked like a huge bird with red eyes. A contractor knew all partridge saw it in a nearby field, and when he had shown his flashlight on it, its eyes glowed, quote, like bicycle reflectors. He also experienced buzzing noises coming from his TV, and his German shepherd went missing. He blames his dog's disappearance on the creature. The sheriff, George Johnson, brushed it off as just a large heron, which wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at the West Virginia University told reporters just sounds like a sandhill crane since it's such a large bird, and as tall as a man with a nearly seven-foot wingspan and red coloring around its eyes. And listen, I lived in Florida for 15 years. The sandhill crane is a protected bird there, so I have seen my fair share of sandhill cranes. And as literally giant as they can be, their eyes don't glow red, and though they can be as tall as a man, they don't have that same, like, broadness. They've got these skinny little legs and long skinny necks, so personally, I don't see how that could be mistaken for a giant man-like creature. Like, I've seen them flying at night and at daytime and in groups, which they're almost always in groups because they mate for life and the kids stay around for a while too. So I don't know. It's a stretch. I mean, to me anyway, to claim it's a lone sandhill crane, but, but maybe seeing one in an area they normally aren't seen in, maybe they could be mistaken. And who knows? It was the sixties. Maybe the young people were perhaps partaking in some things. I don't know. I mean, Woodstock was only a few years later. So yeah. Um, but, I mean, that still doesn't account for all of the other sightings after that. In 1967, tragedy struck Point Pleasant when the Silver Bridge built in 1928 that connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Ohio collapsed during rush hour, killing 46 people, two of which were never found. It said that Mothman was seen on the bridge earlier that morning. An investigation into the incident revealed that a fracture in one of the suspension chains was what caused the collapse. Mothman was then pegged a bad omen by many. If you see him, it means tragedy is just around the corner. There were rumors that Mothman was spotted in Russia in 1999, right before the Russian apartment bombings, where 307 people died and over a 1,000 were injured. There have been connections made to the Chernobyl disaster of 1986, some mentions of him being seen in New York right before the 9-11 terrorist attacks. He's been connected to the Mexican swine flu outbreak in 2009 and the 2011 nuclear disaster at Fukushima. Mothman was spotted right before the collapse of a mine in Freiburg, Germany, where he's scared the miners away before the tunnels caved in, so no one was hurt. So maybe he's not entirely bad. Some claim that Mothman is even connected to UFOs. Men in black have been mentioned when Mothman sightings are on the rise. And that military site, the TNT zone, those young couples were near that November night, is said to be what he calls home. In 1966 to 1967, at least 100 people reported sightings of Mothman, and it's rumored that even more experienced his presence but were just too afraid to come forward with their tales. From 2011 to 2017, over 80 sightings of him had been reported in the Chicago area alone, 
And most recently, in the Point Pleasant area, there have been over a dozen sightings. I was able to watch a couple of shows that dive into the Mothman legend and even visit the towns and cities that have reported sightings. Expedition X, hosted by Josh Gates, Jess Chobot, and Phil Torres, covered Mothman and their series premiere in February 2020, right before COVID broke out. There had been over a dozen reported sightings of Mothman in the months leading up to the March 2020 worldwide shutdown. You know, prior to a worldwide disaster, basically. Anyway, in the episode I watched, Jess and Phil go right into the TNT zone and search for evidence of Mothman. It's very swampy and they hear strange noises and catch some things on their thermal imaging camera. They even find places that could easily be a home to a large creature that could go undetected. But uh, ultimately, they aren't able to find any definitive evidence. It's funny because Jess is the one that's all into the paranormal and believes everything, really. And Phil is very uh, skeptical. Uh, they're a fun, a fun couple to to watch. But uh, I'm on Jess's side for, you know, more than one reason. We share a name. I feel like that's a, that's a given. Anyway, in 2020, a petition that garnered nearly 21,000 signatures asked for all Confederate statues to be replaced by ones of Mothman. And honestly, I think I signed it. And if I haven't, then I will, because I'm absolutely going to have that link available to you guys as well. Just saying, if you want to sign it too. Every year in Point Pleasant, there is a festival celebrating Mothman. And this year, 2022, is officially back. On average, the festival brings in nearly 10 thousand people. That's basically double the population of Point Pleasant, by the way. But the last two years had been canceled due to COVID. Last year's festival actually was canceled at the very last minute, which was kind of disappointing because I knew some people going and some other paranormal true crime podcasts were going and I was really excited for that content, but it's okay. The festival is held the third weekend in September and that time last year, there were a lot of uh, scary COVID spikes. So, you know, I get it. It's... It's understandable, but it really does look like things will be in full swing this year, and I would very much like to attend. They have vendors, bands, there's cosplay contests, and and more, so it's gearing up to be an awesome event this year. Plus, there's the infamous Mothman statue that, um, for some reason, has a really nice booty, might I say myself. I don't know why the sculptor decided to give the Mothman statue an absolute dump truck, but, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. No, but really, it's it's super. It's a it's a super cool statue right in the middle of Point Pleasant, and you can't go there and not get a picture with the Mothman, you know, or with Mothman's butt. <laughs> Some believe that Mothman is just the manifestation of your fears, something you come up with in your own mind's eye when you can't quite make out that large barn owl at night or that swarm of bats flying through the trees. You fill the space with what you know, what you fear. Because when you think you're afraid of the dark, really you're more afraid of what's hiding where you can't see. But who knows? Mothman could just be a sandhill crane that folklore turned into something more. But he could also be an omen warning you to stay away from an unavoidable tragedy, giving you a heads up to turn on the lights and not look too closely into the dark.
guys that's it that's all i have for you on this one there is a mothman movie i never got a chance to watch and a book called the mothman prophecies i couldn't find in stock in time to read but i will absolutely update you when i do get a chance to read that and watch that movie so you know Plus, there are new episodes of a lot of shows in the, like, unknown genre that might dive into Mothman. Uh, enough, possibly, for me to even do a follow-up later on. Or perhaps another podcast that may be uh, coming out soon, possibly, maybe, but I don't know. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I'm so excited to be back. I feel like I can't say it enough. And I cannot wait for next week's episode because I am... It's, it's probably going to be my best episode ever because I'm going on a nighttime flashlight tour of this location on Friday the 13th, literally in just a couple of days. And I can't wait. Have any of you done some fun ghost tours in like reportedly haunted places or spooky spots? What was it like? Did you see or hear anything? Do you guys have any advice for me? Like, what should I do? I don't have any, like, real ghost hunting equipment, just my phone. So I'm going to take a bunch of photos and videos and try to do some voice recording. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll catch something spooky. But like I said, I am so excited for where this show is going and to be able to visit some really cool places. So... I can come at you guys with some first-hand experiences. So what are some spooky places you guys have visited? Any recommendations? I would love to look into some more people and places and things that you guys find spooky. But yeah, I love you guys lots and lots. Just uh, make sure to follow me on my social media accounts. All are just at Sour Sweet Spooky or at Jessica Lemon with two L's. You can just follow me on my adventures, you know? Maybe you'll get a sneak peek at next week's episode. Who knows? I know. You you will if you follow me. I'm absolutely going to be posting like in real time. So you'll know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also wanted to make sure I give a shout out to the incredible artists that gave me my logo and my intro music. My friend Stephanie is an amazing artist and her Instagram is just at don'tsteph on me um, and my awesome and my awesome intro is from the very talented Dylan Mixer both of them are on my website under the artists tab so check them out they're great so yeah I know this episode's a little bit shorter um, but that's okay I'm kind of just really getting into the swing of things again you know and I think that's okay but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to be back. Like I'm genuinely excited. Like it feels really good to be back. I know I keep saying it and I keep repeating myself, but like I'm excited. This is exciting. I feel like I did when I first started the show and I was just like super ready to, to do this. So I really can't wait. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really good. I love you guys a lot. I will talk to you soon. Oh, and of course, you can't forget to stay sour, stay sweet, stay spooky. Bye. Oh, I had to get rid of that hiccup real quick. Oh, goodness. Do I have the hiccups now? Oh, no.